Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends to discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be salty, can be bitter, can be spicy, peppery, but hopefully at the end of the day, mildly sweet. And today, it's campy because Wa, look at her. If you're on Patreon, you can see Wa is in luxury camp heaven talk about reality series from rupaul's drag race trixie motel i mean mattel's motel wow you messed it up i was gonna do it i said oh i'm gonna talk about them from the trixie motel and chris fully just like launched in and started talking about that i was in the street i'm at the trixie motel you guys okay if you are watching this on patreon you get to see that i am in the atomic room if you are a drag race fan you get to see you know hey look at all this you get to see Look at all this fabulosity. It is quite, it's quite fabulous. I mean, it's, it's quite, there's like signature drinks. The pool is great. So you should follow me on social media so you can see that. What are you drinking? What is it that you're drinking? I'm drinking a drink right now called the Trixie Motel. It is rosé wine and some other stuff. And truthfully, I don't know. Before this, I had a drink called the Malibu Barbara. That's been my drink. It is Prosecco lemons cello and then some like bitters lemon bitters and then like club soda girl gets you where you need to be you know gets you where you need to be there's no other alcohol besides prosecco and there's no like vodka or tequila there's nothing else maybe i'm just saying i don't know great did how was the sleep last night how was the bed it was great you know i'm in a round bed so like i have to um with a friend who's like five two so i'm five eight so it's nice um, but this is the Juno Birch Room. So if you guys like are at all familiar with Drag Race or watch the like making of this, I mean, you know, <laughs> she's in a round bed and a round chair. You know, living her round life, honey, matching the chair. How's the, is the chair comfortable? Is how's the pool? Is it heated? Yeah, the pool's heated at night. It's great. How's the peeps? You know, the peeps are great. I mean, it's a small little intimate group. We've got some girls from NYC. We've got some folks that are wearing all black and are a little pale who haven't really introduced themselves to us. I don't think they understood that, you know, you're coming to the Trixie Motel and it's like only seven rooms. So you obviously need to get to know everybody. But, you know, I understand an introvert situation. So I'm not here to truly judge, but kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank God you have the podcast to do so. So today we're actually talking about 90 Day Fiance. It's Happily Ever After. We're in season seven. It's episode 10. Give me one reason to stay here. And I'll turn, turn right back around. I am turning back around, honey. I will not talk about Angela and Michael anymore. I cannot give me not give me one reason to stay around them. You know, I really can't. Can't. And yeah. Ed, 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 and Liz, I've never talked about. We talk more about the fact that we don't talk about them than hardly anything else. You know what? I would like to say that it's not we; it's you. But yes, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right shade <laughs> great well let's get into this because we'll have to get back to her like fabulous vacation life you know yeah it's true so do you want to talk with first babe what do you know we we talked about it before i know but i obviously okay well you, you forgot you're okay. the one that wanted to do it. 
she forgot that we she said we would talk about my we said that we would talk about Michael first and or Libby and Andre first because what did what happened to them in this episode, you guys? All right, let's jump into Libby and Andre. Great, look at that picture. So if you're watching on Patreon, which is on patreon.com slash docusweeties, ten dollars a month, you get to see the visuals of what's happening right now. You get to see this visual, you know? So, anyways, Andre and Libby, Chris, what happened? In my opinion, this is what happened. What happened was they found out they were pregnant, and then we got a nice shot of Andre's hairy chest, but not like super hairy, just like kind of hairy with his two gold chains, which really just did it all for me. He had a headband on, which to like hold his head back, I guess, after he washes his face, which I'm here for. And we saw a pregnancy test that might have had a splash of pee on it. We're not sure. And they're very excited. I'll tell you what I saw. I, I saw the fact that they were going to take that baby Ellie to go to the ultrasound, honey. And Ellie got to be carried by her daddy. And like, I love being carried. You know, we talked about this and I still remember it. And like, I think that might be my fetish. Like, I would love to have some big man like carry. Like, I'm so tall and I'm like such a curvy girl. So like, it's just never going to happen for me unless it was just like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like Andre the Giant or like some other big person. God bless. And like, but that is like, it is feels so comforting and secure. So like he's carrying his little girl and they're like going to like meet the baby, you know, and they like, she's, you know, like not scared about it. They like squish that jelly on and they're like, jelly. And that, and Ellie's like, jelly. What I do with jelly? You know, then like they see the baby, the baby's there, the baby's waving. It's a cute baby. I think I'm not quite sure. I don't understand how sonic uh, ultrograms work. Do they know it's a boy yet or no? I don't understand that. I don't know if that person told them it was a boy or a girl yet, but as far as like what they're telling us, they don't know. I just feel like maybe like she said that she wanted a boy, which every time you say you want something on TV, I always think you already know that it's a boy or girl. Cause like I would never be like, well, I hope it's a girl, you know, or whatever. And then just like, then that boy sees that he's. I think intrinsically though, like if you guys know anything about Chris, intrinsically, you, you would know that she would want a girl. Not necessarily. <gasps> wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I just feel like Chris is, like, so pro-woman and so pro, like, everything feminine energy that, like, oh, really? I say that louder for the people. I really love men. Yeah, I think that men are great, you know? Like, I think that there are some problems to be had and some cultural problems in, like, society, like, what's happening, you know, in the situation. But I think that I've always just thought that guys did not understand the challenge of, of, of what feminism is, which is like to be better and to treat everyone better. But they like took that to be, I'm weak and I can't get things done. And I, you know, it's just like, I don't know. So I just feel like being able to raise a proper man would be like a gift to this world. So anyway, God bless. Just a little, just, you know, whatever. God bless. So, but let's talk about them. So yeah, this baby's there. Ellie's excited about the baby, you know. It's just like that's basically what happens. I'll tell you that Libby's eyelashes are like so long. I feel like those are her natural lashes. And she must use some one of those like serums, honey, one of those like gross serums because they were super long. She looked great in this. I just felt so happy for her. She's so cute. She's a pregnant lady. She has that other like cute baby. Her like husband's like carrying the baby around, you know. They're just like making babies, you know. And he's yeah. carrying them, all the babies, you know. God bless. Yeah, all the things. Okay, so next couple that we're going to talk about is Angela and Michael. I mean, truthfully, my notes were very, very sparse when it comes to these. 
couple, it was it it was like they had sex and because he followed her to the hotel after she stormed off from the restaurant and then she woke up and did a FaceTime with Renee. Renee was shocked to see Michael in her bed. They said they had great yammy yammy sex. And then they go to like a park or something and she climbs up these steps with these rugged soled like mule heels. And which I was like, oh, somebody's like styling her. And then, she, but they didn't style her hair. It's, it's just like the hair is just like a, it is a tragedy. It is a tragedy of unknown proportions. It is like, I mean, Chris. I can't speak on the hair on the episode because, like, I was just was here and there with that. But it's so funny because recently she was in New Orleans and, like, so on Instagram I saw these pictures that people were posting of her and Renee in New Orleans. She has braids in one part of her hair and her hair in the other part of her hair, different, not braided. And it looks crazy. It looks very much like, Dar God bless how Darcy has, like, that thing where she, like, can't blend anything to save her life. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about them. Uh, Michael is either trying to scam and stay in a situation and or, like, he. it's hard to be, like, he can't possibly... But I don't understand. I, I don't understand Michael's draw or like why he can he can put up with what he's putting up with, like seeing this and like it was horrible to watch, and I'm sure he's even more horrible to experience. So I don't have to tell you. I can not can't even make. It's like the reason why I don't want to talk about them anymore is because I can't even make like light about them. I don't even know like what to say. It's just like they're horrible. You know, it's really bad to watch. Yeah, you're right. Also, the the ponytail was terrible. I'm I'm still stuck on that ponytail. So then they get back to the hotel, and she gets upset because he's in her face. She leaves him and because she needs some space. And then he meets with Renee downstairs. Like Renee is mic'd one moment and then she's not mic'd the other moment, which is hilarious because then she talks to Mike. <laughs> and then she's like, I see some problems with Angela and I see some problems with Michael. And I wanted to say, Renee, I know that Angela is the reason that you're on this show, but um, please don't try to blame any issues with Michael. I mean, yes, he is a liar, but like, you know. All right, so that's really the end of them. Like, what else to say? It's just the same, like, argument back and forth. So let's move on to Jovi and Yara. This is another one that, like, not much happened, but much happened. So let me just set the scene, and then we could talk about the real crux of their, their back and forth in this episode. So we wake up the next morning, and for whatever reason, Jovi's allowed to sleep in when he has a full baby to take care of. And Yara has to take care of the baby. And then she tries to get Jovi to wake up. She's like, wake up, Jovi. Wake up. Are you up, Jovi? Wake up. And he gets up and he gets some Prosecco or some kind of like breakfast champagne. And she's judging him on the breakfast champagne when I'm like, sis, you either need to put your foot down right now or you need to stop complaining about his drinking. Because at this point, it's like you are being this weird nagging boomer, it feels like, where you just won't say the thing that you want and you just keep on making comments about him drinking. Also. You guys are in your homeland of the amazing Europe. So if they brought champagne and this man was sleeping, who the F ordered the champagne? Yeah, no, that was that's LOL. First of all, on the bedstand that he just rolled over from was an already like looked like half drank glass of Chardonnay from the night before. He comes, he like rolls over. She's like, do you want some breakfast? It looks like a gorgeous like egg ditch with some like bacon it looks beautiful like what is this hotel and can i go there and can i go to europe please and please let me go to europe because yes honey then she gets breakfast delivered and it's like they get salty ass yummy eggs enough like food for 
you know, her some juices and then just a chilled bottle of fucking bubbly. I was like, no wonder why she doesn't want to want to go back to America. Like this is it just and it just came like, is it because they're like celebrities? Is it just because it's like, did they get some sort of package? It's some sort of like Europe package. I am like dead. Like this is like Europe at its max. It's a lot. It makes me so happy. I would have drank the champagne. I would have like not. I mean, you know, I just, I would have been, if I was that baby, if I was Mila, I'd be like, yes, dad, I'm like bubbly in my sippy cup. I mean, like I'm in Europe, honey. There is a, no drinking age here, honey. None. I just am tired of her making comment about him drinking if she's not going to like put her foot down and she's going to continue being passive aggressive. I just don't enjoy passive aggressive behaviors. And so I'm, I'm not into it. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to drink this, this champagne you ordered. That was a brought to the hotel when I was asleep. So, yes. And then he goes into the shower with it because she's told him in some like garble of English that she's going to go look at apartments with her mother for her to have like an apartment here. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I'm me and my mom are going to look at apartments. And he's like, for what? And she's like, for when I come here and stay. And he's like, Yara, you can't just make decisions like this. You have to include me. We're married. And she's like, it's my money. I went and got a job. I have the money. You shouldn't be bothered. And he's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, However, you need to talk to me about it because you're making a financial decision. And I know it's your money. However, it is at the same time our money because we're married. And we've been married the whole time. Like we've been married since you started your business. And so like, I need to know if you're going to just like have an apartment in a random place. And she's like, Joby, it's not random. My mother lives here. I don't like and I understand what's happening with Yara like I truly understand that she's gotten home for the first time and smelled that cobblestone street and that like vaguely dreary weather and she was like ah I love it it's better than New Orleans and I'm seeing my people here which at first I was like what do you mean people and she's like I was like you don't like you don't like the the, the people you see in New Orleans but okay whatever and so I was Uh, just like (laughs) yeah that's what I got from that and I was just like, okay, but I see it. It's her, it's her where she's from and she's most comfortable here. So no knocking it. But he's like, you can't. And I'm like, Jovi's right, Chris. I mean, I'll be honest. Like she had some great coffee with her mom. Like I'm sure it was a very strong like latte. And she was just like, I'll never, I, this tastes so good. And just like the architecture here is gorgeous. Now I think the architecture in New Orleans is gorgeous, you know, but I've said this before. Like she ended up moving to the most European city in America and she still hates it, which is LOL, you know? I think there are other some beautiful architecture cities in the East Coast as well. So it's not that I don't think that it's like only uh, New Orleans, but um, you know, New, New Orleans does have like a European flair. So, but this is an otherworldly beautiful situation. And yeah, I think that for her, she's like, I will be by myself one month by myself all the time because of like Jovi's job. And so since I can work anywhere, like God, it'd be so great to have a place in, you know, and I don't know how expensive, how expensive it is, you know, but like here so that I could like have my mom here or whatever. And it's just the renting. So it's like, I would want to know how, how expensive they are. Like she makes it seem, but Yara has always made it seem like she has a bunch of money. Like she makes money. She like has Valentino purses. She's going to shop and like with pink and cream. Look at what like posing in this like blue chair, you know, like she's living her like Trixie motel fantasy life. So anyway, yeah, like I, I get Yara and I'm always standing for Yara and I always feel like, I feel like Europe is awesome. So I think that if you can do it, why not? And he has to like understand that there's going to be some, compromise because of like his job and her just being alone so and also 
she can't do it for the rest of her life because when the kids are like in school and stuff, but like this would be a prime time to do it. I, I don't quite, so it's like, she keeps also bringing up like the war, like maybe her friends will come and then she can help them like having a place there. So, I mean, that's also very, very nice. Well, yeah, I really, he brought up a point that, you know, you have to spend 180 days in the U S and I'm like, she could absolutely spend 180 days in the U S that's like, if there's 365 days in a year, she could do 180 in the U.S. and still be fine. So, I mean, he's just upset because she's making a decision without him, which is valid. So then she goes out and she has coffee with her mother. Or maybe that's before. I'm not sure when the coffee was before. Oh, okay, so she's coffee with her mother. And her mother is really trying to get her to stay, stay there. Her mother is like really, really, really like, I want you to be here because I want to take care of my love for you while you take care of yourself you go meet your friends you go work out you shop you chill and oh and also you take care of your husband like husband was literally at the end of the list and an afterthought but how nice to even give the option yeah and i think that you know what part of me was like yara has a kid she doesn't need to go out with her friends she doesn't need facials she doesn't need her time like all that stuff and I'm like that is just completely me like thinking having a very specific idea of like what motherhood is which is not fair because I don't think that in actuality but it's hard for me to like let go of this idea it's really it really is difficult it's the same it's the same thing where I'm like well I don't I don't like if I have a husband I wouldn't need a nanny it's that thought pattern which I know is like antiquated and rude and like stupid but part of me that's the first thing I think because I'm conditioned that way I my highest like fantasy of like having a child and whether I have a man or not does not make a difference about the child like whatever I have a child I really would love to somehow hire just like an L an old like older or seasoned I guess is the better word like Syrian woman you know to just come in my house and just take care of my baby with me sometimes and also cook. And then I'll also hire a specific other house cleaner because I don't think that she should be doing all of it. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, but like she can cook and she can, you know, like do some mild, whatever, like, and then I'll also get like a house cleaner to like do the hard stuff. And then that baby will be taken care of, you know? Yeah. Especially if I don't have a man. That's like exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to like hire an old Syrian woman, you know, and just like have fresh bread every morning you know she'll make lebney for me you know just like i'll make it like with a cheesecloth like in a sink kind of lebney oh my god my god she'll just like have like a lot of like cloves and spices all around you know like have you ever cloved oranges that's a really fun seasonal thing to do oh my god it's just my house is gonna smell so good my baby's gonna be so well taken care of you know yeah yeah, no, just so I, I, I want to go to Prague also. This whole thing also made me feel like, oh, we'll put that Prague on that list, honey. Let's go to Prague. Packing for Prague, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get scared when I go to when I, I, I want to go to Croatia because mm-hmm. I hear it's beautiful. But I'm also like worried that like I'll be stared at and like. Brittany Reiner's situation. Now, I know that's a completely different country, but like mm-hmm. the fact that this woman is being put in jail for nine years on some kind of like thc thing and russia's like real serious about it and the u.s can't do anything to get her out just totally terrifies me if they're gonna allow like a u.s citizen to be put in prison in russia and i know there's like tension right now and like obviously that that would the likelihood of that happening to me in croatia like 
but also I wouldn't take any kind of THC products to Europe just because I, I, I don't have any resources to get myself out of prison if, should I go in. So I would never do that. But like, it's just unfortunate. So now I'm like scared of Eastern European, of Eastern Europe to go because I'm like, who knows if they're just going to be super racist against me because I'm American black and I'm American. I mean, Americans, like the whole stigma about American black people is that we're criminals and we're terrible and we're all this stuff. And I'm just like, shit, makes me scared to go there. So anyways. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. I did want to go to Prague. Like at some point I was looking at jobs to like transfer to Prague because I was like, it'd be cool to go there and like whatever. But I'm just kind of now scared. Like I really am like worried about like, you know, blackness around the world. Now you have a note here under Jovino that I just wanted to bring up because I thought it was LOL. You put, why can't daddy fix her hair? Like in regards to uh, <laughs> Andre? Do- oh no, Yara? I'm like, yeah, yeah of Yara doing with Myla's hair. And I was like going to be like, First of all, what is it going to look like if Jovi does Milo's hair? And do you think that Yara would stand for it? Like what, it, what the outcome would be? I just think to myself, like maybe she wouldn't be able to stand for it. But I think it's really important for men to do, to, to do their daughter's hair. My dad did my hair. It was terrible. But he like at least knew I couldn't be out in the streets looking crazy. And so he was like, OK, well, we're going to part it here. We're going to part it there. We're going to braid it and tuck it. Like I, he's not going to put a barrette in it, but he's going to make sure it at least is neat, you know? And I think it's just really important because like, you know, like you just never know what's going to happen. And like men need to be just as aware of their children, either gender or whatever spectrum and how to take care of them as women are like women do. Like it's just to me, that's the equality part of it where I'm like, men need just as much. You need to like, I have a friend who was like, yeah, she went away for like two nights and she had to like sit out clothes. For her husband to dress the kids and I was like ew like I didn't say that to her face but obviously I was like oh I hate your husband like the fact yeah. that he can't pick his kids out kids clothes out and he was like mad at her for leaving like low-key like anxious about like like well how am I supposed to get them to school well how the fuck is she supposed to do it like she figured it out I hate that shit yeah the figuring it out is kind of funny like that, that I guess would bring me to like talking about Sumit and Jenny which also like was a kind of like figuring it out segment you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah let's yeah. move on okay Good segue. so here we are with Jenny and Sumit and uh, yeah basically you know they're now they're back in you know getting back to their place the old place that they were in after the honeymoon extravaganza and yeah you put this and this is so funny they started their segment with music that was reminiscent of 90s hip-hop it was like yeah you put flavor like it's like who had the flavor I do, but it was like, you know, it's just like that kind of like flavor, flavor, like 90s hip hop. Like it does feel like they've gotten a little more money for their music licensing to like do their little transition music. Like, you know, and they are unabashed with what they'll do with like, and live under lockup too, what they'll do with segment, either lyrics or sounds to get you in the mood of what you're about to see either emotionally or culturally in some way like of course the cultural stuff like we're like oh we're in india with like dun, 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 you know whatever it is like that was a bad indian song whatever i sang but like they do it all the time but like this was also interesting yeah because it's jenny and sumit but they want to give us like this sumit being like a young player vibe because he's like doing his hair so they give us this like 90s hip-hop well, I was just gonna go and take a selfie. She's on vacation, so even if she's like working on this podcast, she's still, you know, like on vacation. So yeah, he's dyeing his hair. 
And his whole thing, honey, is that he's been wanting to get back in the workforce. Unlike Wa, who's on vacation and taking selfies. Unless the workforce is slaying Wa. Yeah, I mean, he's doing his hair like a pompadour style while we hear, who got the flavor? I do. Who got the flavor? And it's Jenny coming in and she's like, like the opposite of what's happening with him. And they just want to really show that this is a young man who's got a new lease on life and he's got flavor <laughs> and he's sitting on his bed with his like propped up mirror. And then his like humdrum ass wife comes in and like, she's like, oh, I, I mean, the overarching theme of this segment is why doesn't Jenny understand that her husband is 30 years younger than her and does not and should not have to fucking sit in the house with her all day. The fact that she's so disappointed that this man has to go out and work when she feels like he should just sit up underneath her ass and live off of her social security for the rest of her life to make her happy. She's like, this is not what I thought married life would be. And I'm like, really? What did you think married life would be, Jenny? Like, you're already a very unconventional wife at the age of 63 living in India. And you expected this man, like the trade-off, it's like she's just as, not just as, I'm not going to try to equate her, but it's similar to Angela in that respect, where there's a sense of control that she wants to have over Sumit and like take care of him on some geriatric budget. When he's like, no, I need to be out in the world and be about around my friends because up until now, everything has been about you. And I was just really disappointed with Jenny in the marketplace. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah wait, we'll get there. So Jenny, for sure, I will say this, though. One can be said that also Sumit seems to really think that Jenny, after getting married to her, is going to be a housewife that cooks and cleans. I mean, he really thinks that. So both people seem to have, like, weird versions of what they thought their life was going to be. Like, he didn't realize he married, like, not a young, you know, housewifey type. And she thought that she married an old man that's like, you know, wants to watch Family Feud and Wheel of Fortune every day. You know, and that's not him. So he, yeah, wants to get back to that food business, which is so funny because I worked in the food business at the bar or whatever. And, like, chefs have horrible lives. And, and okay, that's horrible to say. That's not true. Okay, if you're a chef, listen. You have a hard, great life. You have a great life. Okay. It's really fun. Food's great. Now, if you're a chef, you know this, that your entire industry is rampant with like drug use, alcoholism, cocaine, because you're up all night. You're just like hanging out. It's just like not an easy like lifestyle. It's just not. So she, I feel like she knows that or whatever, but he also is like, great, great, great. Yeah. I'm going to go back to work. And what you're going to do is cook and clean and you know like if, if we're talking about flavor why don't you go buy some flavors including curry so we can make food here you know like go <laughs> how do i do it and you always go with me sumit i haven't gone anywhere in india by myself this whole time i can't get it done and he was like i bet you can so why don't you just figure it out it's all he says. He's like, I think you'll be able to do it. I think you're a grown ass woman. You're a seasoned woman. Can you also season some food and cook it for me? I'm too yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is just her having a completely, to me, delusional 
idea of what her life was going to be like in India and crazy expectation, not even delusional, just a stupid expectation. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And they're my favorite couple because I do truly believe that they like each other and I love the, I love their love. But like for her to think and and kind of want to put her foot down on how he needs to live his life in her retirement is wild. Yes. Also, like so her her mm-hmm. going to the market and not ner- learning numbers, you've been in this country for 3 years and he has literally taken you around to markets and done all this stuff with you and you never once said let me learn and figure something out she did know that a thousand was too much which i was really proud for her but then she got very upset because she's like i'm a poor white woman in india and i don't like when people stare at me which is like wild for her to say because i'm like welcome to being black also like then she's like oh that's too much and she gets upset and walks away when really she should have just said i'll give you 500 like that's what it's worth 500 rupees Yes or no? That was a weird situation. So yeah, she's in the the market now. This is where I'm like, this can't be right. She's whatever you know, trying to get some groceries, trying to get some veggies, and this woman is that she's you know the stand she's at is like, no, you have to get more. No, you have to get more. So she's like making her buy all of this stuff. She's like, but what if I don't want all of that broccoli? Now this woman is just weighing it and giving her prices. So no, she doesn't have to buy all of that. The whole point of you weighing it is knowing how much ounces it is and then making an appropriate thing. There's no reason why you'd have to like make someone buy what looks like an absorbent amount of vegetables and fruit, but she's just trying to get a buck. So then when it, when I was so happy when Jenny was like, no, I, I'm not going to pay that. Oh, mom, 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 I'm just getting 800. No, mom, mom, the mushrooms. It's like, you, no, like you blew this one up. Like it was, you were being a bully. And so then she goes to this other dude who can't, I mean, looks God bless, you know, like, like he hasn't said a word in like 70 years. You know, <laughs> this man looks like if he was to open his mouth, like a bunch of like dust would come out, you know, like he's <laughs> like Larry's box left. Oh my God. So he <laughs> her buy like whatever she wants to buy and like just quotes her price. And she's like, thanks. And she like comes home, you know, like, yeah, she, it was a, it was a harrowing experience for her, but I will say that it was also fascinating. And I, and probably one of the better parts of the segment, like I, the best, I'll say this, the probably the best part of the whole, episode is her in this market for me yeah i could have watched a lot more foot i want to see her where she bought spices i want to see her smell them i want to see i would love to also see people's reactions of her but i know that means that you have to get them to like sign off the release which means you got that last man that can't speak anymore from the 70 years like that means that he signed a release which i can't even imagine that his hand still works oh wow you know (laughs) i really i really just think it was mad i was mad that she he was like 300 and she's like well i guess 500 i I don't know and i just was like ma'am i truly 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 need you to get it together so wait and then we go back to okay so then we go to submit's like work okay and submit's like making something okay first of all there's like a poster behind him that's like like some sort of restaurant poem you know like with things in different fonts and just like you know like food flavor you know whatever god bless okay so that's happening there and this man is like his friend and he's like yeah you know we the whole thing is like we wanted to do this but then fucking you know coronavirus happened and so like let's get back to it you know and this guy's also assuming it's friend and is also like well i used to hang out with submit all the time now it's only jenny 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 you know i'm just like okay well also can you talk to your friend about why he's dating someone like 40 years older than him like what's happening with your friend not just so then, then we get to see what they're cooking. Okay, let me tell you. So then, like in a wok pan, like in a, in a pan. Okay, 
Sumit puts a like naan that's already been cooked, okay, and then just cracks an egg on top of the naan, cracks the egg, breaks the egg, just then cooks it, okay. Then that just together, so it's like kind of like an egg on top of bread, but just like somewhat smattered in between the bread. And that comes out, and then I think they make a sandwich from it. From some, I'm not quite sure what they put on top, and they roll it. And then they eat it. And that's like what they're like star dishes. They both like eat it afterward. They're like, this is great. We'll make millions. Later on, he's going to bring one home to Jenny. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't taste what that was. I would, but I didn't think it looked that great. I didn't think it looked like it was going to like change the world of like street food in India. Why? I really love the fact that Ben 100% called Sumit out on Jenny and the demand. Because I really was like, what? I mean, haven't they been compromising? But the truth is, is that he's done all the compromising. When he brought up those points of like, they compromised on the fact that Jenny wanted to be married. They compromised on the fact that Jenny, where Jenny's want to live. And like, just all of the things that he mentioned that were the reasons why Sumit needed to kind of put his foot down about working seven days a week were important. I don't know. I guess I'm just not on Jenny's side in this. Wow, I'm so surprised because, yeah, Rohit is his name. And I, every time, whatever he said about Jenny, I actually disagreed with. He was like, well, you oh. compromised because Jenny wanted to get married. And I was like, so wait, Sumit, you're never going to get married for the rest of your life. You're just going to be with Jenny? I didn't understand, like, what you thought was going to actually happen. Like, you know, like, Jenny compromised, you know, because, but I was like, no, she, she's the one that's in India. So, like, she didn't compromise to get to India. She would rather be in America. You're, com- you know, like, that's, I don't get why that's a Jenny compromise. Well, because it was easier. She could have applied for the K-1 visa and brought him over and married him. But why it was just easy. Why huh? didn't she? Well, yeah. Why? I mean, well, I don't know if that was her compromise or his, you know, why is that on her as being a compromise, I guess? Well, because she was able to come to India easier than he is able to go to the U.S. They, they were on the other way. I don't, you didn't watch them on the other way, I don't think, but I did. So on the other way, it was the Americans choosing to go and live in the foreign country. You're right. I know I didn't know. I did watch it. And no, she was there. She had chosen at first. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I get you. So that's why I'm thinking that also, like, I mean, I guess I guess what it is is truly. And this is something that I felt after this episode and something I've always felt is that he really did sacrifice his family and his peace in order to be with her now. He's chosen to do this. It's not like she forced it on him. These were all choices on his end. But I think that as Americans, we truly can't understand or relate to the fact that this man is trying to balance two things that in effect should not, are not going to be good trying to go together, which is the fact that he's marrying this barren woman who can't bear him any children and the fact that he wants to keep his family in his life. And I guess I just feel for Sumit more than I do for Jenny because I just feel like as the person who is, maybe this is the patriarchy. Maybe, maybe this is the patriarchy in my mind. She married a young man whom she cannot give children. And he did choose it. And so for me to judge her on it and make her feel like she's the more responsible party because she'd willingly got into a relationship with a man who she could not bear children with is rude of me, especially because Dumit actually doesn't want children. And so it's fine that they're actually together. It's, it's just a familial, like, I guess, pressure that's put upon him. And now all of a sudden he's thinking to do it. And even Roan hit was like, oh, okay, you want kids now? Like, what, say what? Say what, say what now? So I don't know. You might be right. I think I'm just a little like, I guess I just want Jenny to be a little bit less controlling in the fact of, of, 
of what she wants from him. Yeah, and I, think understanding. He, I think he has to work. I think he's going to have to work six days a week and there's going to be over the weekends. And he's going to he's going to he's going to have one day off. That's that makes sense. And sometimes maybe like once every six months, he could take a weekend off. Yeah, that's what it, the compromise is going to be, because you have to work weekends in a, to make money. That's the busiest time for food service. So, you know, yeah, that was pretty much I, I still want to know what that food item was. I like want, I wonder if they said so on the Instagram. I don't know if they said so, but it's a delivery kitchen. So that's yeah. the thing that's nice about it is they don't actually have customers that are like in their face asking them questions. It's a ghost kitchen. Ooh, a ghost kitchen. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a, it's a ghost kitchen. That's fun. Okay. I'm on their Instagram right now. Oh, hey. I know. Hi. We go. Instagram. We have to do it. For- Chris, because I did it wrong when I did it with my brother. So if you guys want to like follow me on just call me Wa on TikTok, you'll see me and my brother do it wrong. But then Chris and I eventually are sometime on Docu Sweeties one on TikTok. We're gonna do it right. We will do it right. By the way, yeah, like they're just like they were in Mumbai October fourth, and they said going to meet Bollywood superstars. That's like literally what Wa's dream is, and so they do get around. So anyway, uh, anything else about them, babe? No, but let me tell you, I went to get my eyebrows done and I walked in and there was like a Bollywood movie on and the lady was like, I was like, what movie is this? And she paused it and told me. And then she's like, oh, you like Bollywood? And I was like, yes, I love Shrut Khan. And she's like, oh, you like Shrut Khan? So she did my eyebrows really nicely. Felt like a bread drink. I want that drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Kim Bali and Usman. Mm-hmm. All right, so we set up the scene where... Usman and Kimbali are mad at each other. He goes to get some sugar cane and buys I didn't know one. what that was. I was so happy you said sugar cane because I was like, is it a yucca root? What the hell is he eating? And he, he just like, I, I literally was like. Yeah, you chew it up and spit it out. I mean, we have sugar cane in our backyard. So maybe I should get you some. You know what, what's happening. You do it? Huh? Do you do it? Do I eat sugar cane? Yeah. Do I seem like I snorted it? Do you do it? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do eat sugar cane. Like, so tell me everything. Like, so what does it taste like? Is it, yeah, is it, is it sweet? It's just actually sugary. So it's like, doesn't have an, a, to me, it doesn't have a distinct flavor. It just tastes like sweet. And then you get it and like you, you cut it and you slice it in the middle. So we, growing up, we had it in our backyard and like my dad and my, my grandfather, when he was alive, would come with like a machete and they would cut it. Or and you'd have like a little stock. You know what? When Americans try to tell foreigners how to say words, it's like really patronizing. So you take it and you have the little stock and you cut it in half and then you take that piece. Now, granted, what it was in my backyard was not as thick. That was like some thick ass like bamboo shit. But you take it, you cut it in half and then you like chew on it and then you just suck out the, as you're chewing it, you suck out the sweetness and you spit out the pulp. It's so crazy. Yeah. So it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It, it is nothing like anything except sugar. Yeah. To me. The ones I've had. So I'm not sure. Maybe sugar cane tastes different in Nigeria. Maybe it has a distinct like flavor. Okay. So yeah, he eats a sugar cane. He decides like that. So she texts him and she's like, she wants to talk or whatever. And he's like, okay, come outside. I'm here with my, you know, my sweet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And yeah, he's just basically like upset that she threatened to break up with him. And that's why he said all the hurtful things because she's upset that, of course, that he said that he has a, DM full of hot young ladies and she's like well I'm great so I don't understand why 
you throw that in my face. He's like, no, 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 no. I was just saying it because you said you were going to break up with me. And I was like, why? When I can, you know. It's like. He's a liar. Because in his confessionals, he says what he really feels. Again, is like, how dare she say that when I'm the one sacrificing in this relationship by being with this ugly woman? Yes. I'm sacrificing by being with this old, ugly woman. Yes. I could be with somebody beautiful. So how dare she tell me that she's going to break up with me. And if she wants to break up with me, she can go. Because I'm doing everything. I'm the one that's doing this. And then she comes out and stands up for herself and draws the line in the sand as she should. And then she, but she's still like, you misunderstood me. You misunderstood me. And I'm like, Kim Bali, he did not misunderstand you. He understood you. And this is the way he feels. Yeah, he yeah, feels yeah. like you should do whatever it is that he wants you to do. Because he's putting it all, he is, he is choosing you when he can have somebody beautiful. He could have several beautiful women, in fact. But he's choosing you, so you should be great. Also, Kimberly, you did mean it. Because you said you would not be wife number two. And if you have to be wife number two, that you were going to leave. That's what you said. And that is what you feel. Yeah. You have made it a deal breaker in your mind that you will not be wife number two. You will only be wife number one. And it's been very intense for you this whole time that that's what you want. And so if that's not the case, you said you would leave. Now, that's what you said. And that's what he heard. Now, he wants you to acquiesce and be wife number two because it'd be very much easier for him. His parents would say yes. He would get to have whatever he wants from you, whether it's fame or money. I'm not quite sure. But he'd get to also make his parents happy and also, you know, I can't even tell you if he wants. This is the weird part about Usman. It's like we're. We truly don't know what it is that he gets out of Kimbali and these relationship with these older white women. Like, is he like, to his friends, is he like, oh, I can't wait to get that wife number two. Yeah, I can't wait to like, you know, be in, be with some hot ass piece, you know, like, or is he like, I don't need that in my life. I'm not a sexual person. Some parts of him almost feel asexual sometimes. Like he has, and, and, and the parts that are sexual, like the yammy shit is really performative. Yep. I just want to know what his, like, sometimes I feel like in other cultures that they don't have the same expectation of, like, Western ideas of love. So as an American watching it, sometimes I don't understand. Like, I, that's why I think I like Jenny and Sumit, because I know Sumit likes Jenny. Like, I know that he loves her, which is where you see someone like Usman and Kim where you can tell that he, she loves him, but him is just like something transactional that I don't understand. That he's like, I would, I'll just put up with this. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't it, and it's because they don't emote it or show it in a way that me as an American pick up and understand those cues. It's just really interesting, truthfully. That, and I, I don't knock either way because I think non-traditional, non-Western relationships tend to last longer, especially like arranged marriages. Like those last longer because it isn't about you know, romantic drop down love. It's more so about the business of marriage and the business of creating a family and moving things forward. And you have more like respect for somebody as your wife and and your husband, because that's a station in life as opposed to a flowery like relationship where you have to both like each other, love each other, respect each other and like want to be physically around that person all the time. So I don't know which one is right, but as an American watching Usman with Kimbali, I don't, I don't understand it because it doesn't feel American real to me. 
Yes. Yes. You know, I also will say this. A lot of the different thing. They talk. After they talk, they like walk away and both Usman and Kimberly are wearing jeans and he's wearing a lot of distressed jeans and Jenny is wearing distressed jeans. A lot of distressed, you know, jeans for this episode of 90 Day Fiance, which also was, I think, a little bit of a transition episode, even though we did have the good grace of this like long ass Kimberly Usman segment. Because what happens basically is Usman's like, look, this is what the plan is. We're going to meet again with my mom. And we're going to meet with my older brother, Muhammad. Not that stupid brother that's older than me, that's, like, my older than me, but, like, now the oldest. Like, he's dumb, and he has, like, basically, like, no say in his family. Like, he shouldn't have been there, and he was, like, aggressive. But that older brother, Muhammad, like, he has my mom's ear, and my mom, obviously, really important. So we'll meet with him again, and, you know, we're just, like, trying the whole thing again. And Jenny's, like, oh, sorry, Jenny, ha, ha, ha. Kimberly is so excited because she's, like, great. Because I can't wait to show them the charming side of me. Me! No, I'm great. Kim Bali, you know, like, everyone loves me. You know, I'm such a cut-up. You know, like, I'm, you know, I'm just, like, a warm. They just get it. They didn't get it. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. I'm going to bring it up. So they all sit down this outside area, honey. And, like, you know, Kimberly is like, where should I sit? Is I sit here? He's like, yeah. He's like, do the thing for me. He's like, you know, let's just kind of covers her. It doesn't have to do a full hair hijab. Her hair looks great. And one thing is every time the elders come, I'm always like, should they stand for this? But I don't know. So like the elders come and they never stand. It's always like, hi, hi. And they realize that fucking Muhammad didn't come. It wasn't Muhammad. It was that stupid elder brother of Farouk, Farouk, Farouk. Okay. That's like Usman's elder, but not the elder, you know, whatever. And it's like the mom, like, God, plan or whatever and so they start talking and instead of it being bad Kimbali starts to like turn on the Kimbali charm which includes you know such notables as having a black son one of us Usman's mom says as well as being a veteran why yeah I think it's hilarious that she was like oh oh Farouk um didn't know you're coming I'm surprised that you're here so well just the last time I wasn't able to show you who I really was because you know um, I felt like you didn't get to see me. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about who I am. Um, I'm not the ex-wife. I'm Kim Bali. And yeah, I have a black son. So I'm I'm part of the culture. And they were really into that. And then when she says that we have so much in common, I'm just like, oh, and then she's like, yeah, we both served in the military. I mean, did, did Usman serve in the military? I don't know. But apparently he did. And then she said she'd been in the military for nine years, which I didn't know. I thought she'd only been like, I thought she like did like four years and was a secretary and went about her business, which is not downing it. I just didn't know that she was like in active combat. Oh, I figured. I knew that. Oh, so then, yeah. So she did that. And then, oh, I mean, Farouk loved that. I mean, Farouk was like a soldier is always a soldier, no matter what a soldier do in whatever country. Like, I feel like I understand her more now. And he apologized to her about the way he treated her that one time. And but the mother was still like, oh, this is all great. Great. Um, also, you still be the second wife because there's a woman I have at my house right now that's a paternal cousin. And I want him to meet with that person right now. So just so you know, I'm OK with this as long as you're the second wife. OK, everyone great. All right, good. Let's go. And then she like gets up and leaves. And so, I mean, it was a it was a good thing for Kimbali. And also she was annoyed again and she started pursing her lips once again. And then she's like, I just don't think it's fair that your mother wants, you know, you to meet some other bitty or chick while I'm here. And I think to myself, you know what, Kimbali, maybe she saw him put on a shawl for you because you didn't know how to put a shawl on. And maybe she said, I don't want that for my son. 
I don't want my son to marry a woman who doesn't know how to put a fucking scarf around her head. Maybe she's like, I want a wife that's going to get up when I come in the room. Yeah. Every time they leave, it's always really funny because it always feels like very like they can't wait for this conversation to end. Even Farouk loving Kimberly's like, you know, military resume, he's still like, great, great, great. Well, we've already said what we're going to say. So we're going to leave now because we said it. We can't spend one more moment looking at this person's face. No, honey, we are out. Like, you know what? I feel like that moment, that is the mom's energy that he can feel like that she needs to get out. She hates it. I feel like, you know, like also maybe, yeah, she has to get back and like have tea with the wife that she wants you know like i just imagine who this woman is back at her her house just like bowing every second be like god i love this sofa set you know but like in her native language and so you know like where'd you get it from you know god bless because definitely kimberly never talked about the sofa set which was strike number two yeah really really it was that's all i have for them that's all i have for them as well like it again just like chris said this was a filler episode it didn't really push the needle like all couples just talked about the same issues that they had before Jenny and Sumit kind of gave us a little something with Ronit who is like taller than Sumit and we we're like oh cool and you know Sumit's like pompadour <laughs> hairstyle and we were like great and Su- Jenny just like being incompetent in the like marketplace which made me mad at her because I'm like girl you don't know your numbers how could you be in a country for three years and not know your numbers but then also she like got mad at that lady who was trying to take advantage of her as a white woman. And I was just like, why'd you get so mad at her? Like, yeah, she was wrong. She was rude to you for sure. Trying to force you to buy two pieces of lettuce when she should have just been like, okay, thank you. And just moved on. But she like wanted to low key fight with this lady and this lady wanted to fight with her. So it was interesting TV. It was interesting. And again, that was the best part. And I'd watch a whole hour long of her supermarket. I want it all. Um, By supermarket, I mean this open air bazaar. Okay. As we've said, Wa is in the lap of luxury, just enjoying her time at Martel's Motel that I ruined for her and her. Okay. You want to say Trixie Motel. Okay. (laughs) I'm at the Trixie Motel that is co-owned by yours and mine favorite drag queen, Trixie Motel. See how that works? The Trixie Motel owned by Trixie Motel. Yes. Yeah, I'm in the Atomic Bombshell room. This room is basically off of, like, Juno Birch and her aesthetic. So it's, like, alien, like, house mom uh, landed in America and is just thinking that she's, like, blending in. And there's, like, space saucers as the light fixtures up top. It's beautiful. I'm sitting in this, like, it's turnable or, like, like, swivel like space chair you know you would be able to see this if you had joined us on patreon.com slash docusweeties for ten dollars a month if you want to follow us on our social medias i posted some things on docusweeties even though it's just me it's not chris if you also want to follow me on social media you can see that too so there you go yeah so uh was at just call me wa and she's having her fabulous time and docusweeties instagram is docusweeties docusweeties one on tiktok and twitter and so all of that's just a bunch of like great fun free feed information and we're so excited to be following this season of happily ever after we have more fun things coming you might have seen we are also doing love during lockup honey the during lockup so that's also happening for you as well and we're on to finding our next docuseries happy halloweensies if and uh, we hope you have a very safe time and other than that we love you guys so much we do you guys it's the holiday season so chris and i are going to be doing our best to get this content out to you we've got our 
Love During Lockup edited and ready to go up. So we'll get that to you as soon as possible. But obviously, you know, it's coming out afterwards. So go back and check our Love After Love During Lockup one. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And I want you guys to have a fantastic week. We'll okay. talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.